You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation. Now, here is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, and I'm so glad that you're joining me again here today because you know that my passion is to help you as dads become heroes. That is why it is my joy week after week, month after month, year after year, to bring you relevant topics that support that goal, especially when it comes to the dad-daughter relationship. And just this week, I had a dad ask me, why don't you write to dads and sons or does this apply to them? Why don't you mention them? Well, the truth is, men, the lane that I'm called to, I believe, is to equip dads to dial into their daughter's heart space. But the things that I talk about here are also applicable and relevant for dads and sons, moms and sons, and moms and daughters. Basically, this is all about relationships, about communication, about contending for health and relationships. So even though I say it's about the dad-daughter relationship, feel free to use this more broadly, the things that we talk about here. Well, if you've never listened before, you know the grid that guides the conversation every week on your mark, get set, go. So dad, picture yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm talking to you as a dad and then the dad next to you and the dad next to you. Can you just picture it? Every one of you is getting personally coached from my heart to yours. And yet really at the end of the day, you are a tribe of men on the same team who want really to go for the win. Am I right? Let me hear an amen. You want to be the best dad you can be so that you can hit it out of the ballpark as a dad, as a father, as an engaged father. And that's really what I'm all about is helping equip you to lead with more intention and more consistency. So on your mark, it's the topic or the theme. Get set is filling that in with stories and stats and go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action this week. Well, today for On Your Mark, I have titled this conversation, Seven Questions Dads Should Ask Their Daughters to Help Them Process Trauma. Okay, I know that's a mouthful. Seven questions dads should ask their daughters to help them process trauma. If you've listened long enough, you know that I do not like the word should. I always say don't should on your daughter or on anybody. But this time I intentionally using that word should because dad, this is a challenging time for your daughter, for your son, for you probably as well, everyone in your life, because you're reminded that right now in light of a recent couple of shootings, some of African-Americans in a grocery store, then also children at a school, 19 children killed, two teachers by a senseless act of violence. And so these kinds of issues I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but they are right in our face. Our hearts are activated. We are in a space as a nation where we cannot ignore the traumatic injury that is not only affecting us as a whole, but even as individuals. I can tell you that just this week, this is telling you the truth. I've had two teenagers 
reach out to me, actually their moms did, knowing that I'm a counselor saying my daughter is dealing with depression and anxiety like never before. She needs help. So dad, I knew that I needed to address this beyond just my counseling office and here on the Dad Whisperer podcast, because this is what is happening with daughters across the nation. More than they can handle, more than they can process, more than they can cope with. And if you as a dad are equipped to help lead conversations with your daughters so that they can get out the things they're holding inside that are weighing them down, stressing them out, they will do better because they will know that you're in it with them. So that is what this is going to be about today, is my desire to equip you to lead conversations. You can go to my website, drmichellewatson.com, and see some of these questions written on a recent blog that is very similar to this title, about seven questions that dads should ask their daughters to help them process the Texas shooting. That's the blog title with these questions written out, or you can write them down as you listen. But either way, I want you to know that it's time, dad, for you to open up this conversation with your daughter, because this isn't just about the shootings that have just happened. Unfortunately, we know that they're going to happen again. And so the more you can have a constant ongoing dialogue with your daughter to help her figure out what she's thinking, what she's feeling, and the keywords that I often say to my clients is I have a threefold goal is to help you get it out. When it stays in, it weighs you down. But the goal is to help you get it out, talk it out, emote it out. Does that make sense, Dad? So if you are up for the challenge to do that, I invite you to listen in today. Well, get set. Okay, let's start filling that in so that you have more awareness, more understanding, and more resources in your fathering toolbox to lead conversations like this. Well, if you're a dad who's felt at all overwhelmed Like going, how on earth do I have a conversation with my daughter? Because I don't even know how to process the tragedy in Texas or any of these ongoing shootings that make all of us feel vulnerable. It makes all of us feel unsafe. Going, if this happened in Uvalde, Texas, some random safe town, how do I know that it won't come to my town? There you go. That's really the question that we're all asking is none of us are safe from any kind of tragedy hitting us at any time, which is why today, when I wanted to come up with a more broad title than just the Texas shooting, I'm calling this how you can help your daughter process trauma because trauma, as I've learned in my field of counseling as a trauma-informed therapist of 28 years, is that we have small T traumas and we have big T traumas. So the big T traumas are more like abuse, neglect, divorce, death, those kinds of things that really are impacting us in a broad way of all spectrums of our life. Now, I guess the question would be, do we call these kinds of shootings small T trauma or big T trauma? The answer is both and, not either or. Every time there's a trauma, you have to really consider the impact to you, your daughter, your son, more than ever coming and saying, this is a little T trauma, honey bun. You are turning it into a big T trauma and you can't do that. I mean, that's what you might say to your daughter. You can't do that. But I'm saying to you, you can't do that, dad, because you can't tell someone else what their emotional experience is. Instead, it's all about us as leaders, me, a leader of counseling clients, or sometimes stepping in as a role of leaders to fathers is you as a leader to your children or to your 
maybe coworkers or to some that are, are under your leadership at work. It's all about us helping them to tell us what their experience is. So does that make sense? So we don't know what the experience is of someone else until we ask them more questions and hear the impact. So you could have two daughters in your home, one very impacted, weighed down, depressed, scared, having nightmares of shootings, and another one of your children may be totally fine. But that's again, because we're all wired different. And of course, you know that. So I'm not really telling you anything you don't know. But where I came to write a blog recently and do the Dad Whisper podcast on this theme came from a man named Tom who just wrote me this on Twitter just last week. Here's what he said. If you could share advice on how dads should talk, see, so I want the word should, should talk to our daughters about the shooting in Texas, that would be helpful. I have four girls ages three to nine, so they're a little younger than your normal age range of preteens and teens, but we'll take any advice we can get as dads especially for elementary-aged kids. Thanks. So my response today, Dad, is going to be broader than my normal focus of teens and 20-something daughters so that there are going to be practical action steps, questions you can ask, even if your daughters are younger. Because I celebrate dads like you, dads like Tom, who are proactive in seeking to be a safe place for your daughters to process this kind of information that is obviously out of their control and has obviously increased their anxiety. And I say obviously because this is what I continue to hear, whether it's those of you dads that write me off my website or on Twitter as Tom did, or whether it's in my counseling office. So here's the truth, dads. When you enter into a complex conversation, very complex, this has lots of layers to it, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual impact, and you talk it out with your daughter, you are doing what we call in my field of counseling or psychology, trauma bonding. And a trauma bond is the strongest bond that two people can have. So think about 9-11, two people that didn't even know each other who were in a stairwell for a couple of days, terrified, holding on to each other. They will be lifelong friends. Why? Because they bonded in trauma. So if you could think about these things happening in our nation as some where in the midst of all the complexity, where there's a hidden gem in there of this being an opportune time for you to bond more with your daughter, simply by being present with her through the process, doing a lot more listening than talking, a lot more asking questions and giving advice, your daughter will always remember that you were in this with her. I guarantee that. So the point, dad, is knowing that how you go through this with your daughter will have everything to do with the two of you becoming closer or driving you further apart. And it's up to you how that happens. Yes, of course, it's up to her too. But I want to encourage you to lead and to lead with intention here. You know, I think back to 9-11 because this is reminding me of a time where our whole nation was afraid. And I think I feel some ripple effects that feel similar to that. And I remember that we were on a family vacation in central Oregon. And it was actually one of those days we we're all on vacation. We're all adults. We had set aside time as a family to come together, rented a house in beautiful central Oregon. And I was sleeping in. That's what you do on vacation, right? And there's this knock on my door, Michelle, get up, get up. And I come downstairs. My dad is there in the living room. I was so glad actually I was there with my mom and my dad and my sister, brother-in-law, sister, you know, we were all there 
basically hunkering down together, just glued to the television as the story unfolded. Are we as a nation under attack? What is going on? All the questions were there. But I guarantee you that what I remember so much of that day is how we were together as a family. That has outlasted the trauma for me, not because I don't care about people that lost their life in 9-11, but more because I didn't know anyone personally. So personally for me, the bonding that I had with my mom, my dad, my siblings, in-laws was about connecting and bonding and holding on to each other with more intention, more love more gratitude that we had each other, that we were still alive, that we were holding on to each other. So that's a story that just comes to my mind, dads, right off the top here as we talk about how do you help your daughter process trauma? Well, first of all, you have to show up in it with her. You have to get close enough to her pain that she knows you're hearing her, that you're feeling her, that you're listening to her. If she wants your arms around her or holding her hand, that she can ask for that. If she needs space, you can give her that. But really, it's about knowing that you're in it with her. There's another story I've told here before on the Dad Whisperer podcast. I even wrote a blog about it. It's one of my favorite stories. It's about another friend of mine named Tom, right? I'm highlighting two Toms today. But his wife, Sarah, posted this picture on Facebook a while back of Dad drenched. He's got a black t-shirt on, holding their three-year-old daughter, and their daughter has mom's hat on. So it comes all the way down, you know, over her eyes are barely peeking out and she's drenched too. Dad's holding her. They're in a rainstorm. And here's what mom wrote. We got caught in a huge thunderstorm in DC and flash flood warnings alerted on our phones everywhere for all of us. Addie was the only kiddo not covered in the stroller, but she loved getting drenched. She keeps talking about it to Tom. And here's what she said, quote, we were in the rain together and you held me. Don't you love that? We were in the rain together and you held me. So here's a three-year-old girl saying the most profound thing, which is, I'm not scared of the storm, dad. I'm not scared of the flash flood. I'm not scared of the thunder and the lightning. Guess why? It's because her dad was holding on to her. Now, most likely, those of you listening have daughters older than three, even though Tom, who wrote me, said his youngest is that age. That is the age where your daughter wants you to hold her, right? When she's scared, daddy, daddy, hold me in the storm. I'm scared. And you get to scoop her up in your arms. And there is nothing better to a dad's heart, is there? That when your daughter runs to you, asks for your help, asks for you to comfort and hold her. But you know where the challenge comes? I don't need to tell you this. You already know that. But it's as she gets older and the way that she needs you to quote unquote hold her begins to change. Sometimes you hold her with more space. She's like, dad, I just need time alone. You're thinking, where did my little girl go? Okay, she's growing up. You've invested in her. She's holding the deposits that you made when she was little. Give her that time. Because the reality, dad, is y'all want your daughters to grow up. And even if you don't, she will. But the way that you hold her, quote unquote, as she grows up is so vital to her development, her strengthening. So if your daughter is older, maybe is pushing you away a little bit, I would guarantee, or at least I would make a wager to say that she probably wishes that you could be there to shield her, 
Maybe you could huff and puff and, you know, scare the bad wolf away if he's trying to blow her house down. But really, the truth is you have made deposits into her heart and life that she's now able to hold. She can now fight back the big bad wolf because you've given her resources to say, I believe in you. You can do it. You're strong enough. You don't have to be scared of that storm because I have confidence in you. Remember when I used to hold you? I'm still holding you. It just looks different. It might be I'm holding you through prayer. I'm holding you through thinking about you. I'm holding you because I'm, you know, listening to you on the other end of the phone or on FaceTime or in person, or I'm taking you out to a meal just to let you know I'm a sounding board whenever you need it. So dad, just remember that at some point she has to stand strong in the storms by herself. And you can rest assured that what you've instilled in her is now part of who she really is. Does that go in? Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to give you seven key questions that you can ask your daughter to help her process trauma. We'll be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, and here today we are talking about seven questions that dads should ask their daughters and their sons, of course, to help them process trauma. Yes, really, this was motivated in my heart by a request from a dad all about the Texas shooting, but I'm talking today about trauma that is beyond even something that happened there because trauma is always happening. We hear of suicides, of shootings, of senseless deaths. It might be we hear of someone who's been abused sexually. I mean, we're being impacted by trauma all the time. In fact, sometimes one of the best things we can do is turn the television off where we're hearing every story of of tragedy and it can flood us. That's the word we use in psychology where we flood which is where that mid part of our brain that stores emotion floods our frontal lobe, this prefrontal cortex. That's where your forehead is. That's where we process things and have good judgment and make sense of things. When there are senseless things going on that we cannot make sense of, obviously you as a dad, you don't come with all the answers, do you? But at the end of the day, like I just said in part one, your daughter will remember that you were in it with her more than you had all the right answers. So let's now head into the way that you can set the stage for inviting your daughter to process this recent trauma with you if you want. I'm going to talk specifically maybe more about this current thing in Texas, but it can be any tragedy. 
you could say something like this. And I'm only giving you this script, Dad, so that you have a starting point that you can make your own, adapt it. But then at least you have a way to perhaps frame the invitation to have a one-on-one time with you, whether it's walking in a park, going on a hike, whether it's meeting at a restaurant, whether it's talking in her room where you sit on the floor and she's on her bed or whatever. I'm just giving you a visual. Here's how you could say it. Hi, honey. I know how hard this week, this month, this year, you know, maybe you're even still processing COVID and the impact of the pandemic on her that doesn't seem to really end, does it? But you could say, I know how hard this season has been for you since hearing about either the senseless shooting of innocent kids and teachers in Texas or fill in the blank with whatever you know is weighing your daughter down. You could follow by saying, as your dad, I have felt the heaviness too. And I've learned that when we put words to our feelings, it helps us move forward and heal because we're connecting with those who walk with us through the hard stuff while helping us all feel less alone and overwhelmed. Would you be willing to talk with me as I ask questions that invite you to share more about what you're carrying in your heart? How does that sound? So there you go, Dad. A beginning script idea that you can adapt, make it your own, but maybe that gives you some prompts that you could put in the initial invitation. Because sometimes I have dads tell me, my daughter just says no to everything I ask. So maybe you want to put that in a text. Write it that way. Maybe she'll hear it differently than face-to-face. Maybe you want to write it on a piece of paper, put it on her bed, something like that. Maybe that'll go better, go further. Maybe you want to ask her mom to ask her and put these words in, in her mouth, if you will, to say, here's how you could say it. Here's how you could ask it. Okay, number one, here's the first question that you could ask your daughter. And I am focusing, by the way, dad, I believe there are five primary emotions. I've heard it differently from other people that have had six or seven, but just to simplify it, happy, sad, angry, scared, confused, happy, angry, sad, scared, confused. So you will hear me focusing on some of these primary emotions in the way that I'm asking the questions. So number one, you could just ask her, what has been the scariest? See, that's the fear part, afraid. What has been the scariest part? of hearing about this mass shooting of 19 kids and two teachers this week. Again, if it's something else you're asking your daughter about trauma, ask her what has been the scariest part of, you know, hearing that your friend committed suicide or that a public figure did, or what's been the scariest part of hearing that your friend was abused or is cutting. Does that make sense? Ask her the scariest part. Now, here's my, here's my word to you, dad, about that. So you've just asked her a question. Now, here's what I want to say to you about that is your daughter needs to know that it's normal for her to feel heightened fear right now. Whenever there's a big piece of news, might be a capital T trauma, might be a small T trauma, big or small, either way, she probably has heightened fear. So you can tell her without making light of the deaths of 21 people or with whatever she tells you, let her know, especially with shootings, that these are rare occurrences. So it's highly unlikely to happen to her. She also really needs you to validate her fear while assuring her of your presence and availability, reminding her that she's safe now. And what I mean by validating her fear is make sure you don't put her down. Like, why are you making a mountain out of a molehill? Or, hey, you know, you're safe here. You shouldn't let that bother you. Make sure you're not lecturing. You're asking questions for her to tell you her experience. Does that make sense? The questions are designed for you to draw her out, not to lecture. If at the end of all the things she tells you, 
you can say to her or ask her, say to her, I'd love to tell you a few of my thoughts. Would you be open to that? Ask her, hey, do you have any margin now in, in your, you know, your brain space or your heart space to hear anything I'm thinking? But ask permission. Does that make sense? So number one, what has been the scariest part of hearing about this recent trauma? recent traumatic event, the tragedy. Another thing you could do practically, especially if you have really young daughters, is offer to give her a piece of your clothing because sometimes our olfactory sense, which is the strongest sense of all of our five senses, sometimes activating that smelling, the olfactory sensory part of our body, it helps calm and ground when that smell takes us to someone positive or to an event that's positive. could be a perfume, a flower, our sense S-C-E-N-T-S, when we have scents, they help us remember a calming time or someone we love. So if your daughter has maybe one of your shirts where she could smell your cologne, she could hold on to that shirt, especially if she's little, and be less afraid. So that's number one. Number two, ask her what makes you sad as you think about the lives that were lost. So again, I'm talking about the Texas tragedy. Give your daughter permission to grieve and to cry. Even if she's not an outside of her body crier, meaning the tears aren't coming down her cheeks, but they're on the inside, that's okay. Let her know that. But remind her that her pain needs a release. Something else you could tell her is, and this is something I literally tell my clients often, just told a teenager this this week in a counseling session. Let her know that salt is in our tears. And just like when we get a canker sore, we rinse with warm salt water. Similar here. When you rinse with water that has salt in it, your mouth heals. And when you cry, your tears have salt in them. So they are going to help your heart heal. That might be something that you could tell her and teach her that she doesn't know. Number three, ask her, what about this horrific tragedy makes you angry? Dad, this is a key one. Oftentimes, sad and mad are two sides of the same coin. And when I said two times, meaning sometimes we're feeling both of them at the same time. So we're having two times the intensity because there's a lot of sad and a lot of mad. So allow your daughter to express both sides of the coin. Often she may go back and forth, which may mean on this one about anger, some expletives may come out that you're not okay with. Try to hold that space with her as best you can and know that if she's allowed to express whatever is inside her, that anger is vented toward abuse that happened senselessly to those that were victims. Maybe that's beyond your tolerance level. I'm not asking you to do it my way, but I think sometimes I've, I've had dads that are in the dads groups I lead say, oh my goodness, my daughter went ballistic and lots of colorful words came out. But this time I just held it. And boy, was that a gift. I got feedback later of how much that meant to her that I didn't correct her or calm her down. I just kind of held it, even though I was cringing. And I noticed that that was a gift for our bonding because she got to get it out in the way she needed to. So again, if you can do that, great. If you can't, that's okay. Either way, you want to just let your daughter know that it's legitimate to have anger And remember that often unexpressed anger can lead to depression. So as you encourage your daughter to give a voice over all of these senseless acts of violence or really hurt that people have that they inflict on others, righteous anger is a thing, right? It's legitimate to be angry. So let your daughter know that. Number four, 
You could ask your daughter, if you could say anything to the shooter right now, what would you say? So again, I'm talking about this Texas tragedy. If you need to extrapolate from that to your daughter's specific traumatic situation, you may say like, if you could say, you know, anything to the victim or to your friend, but here I said to the shooter, what would you say? So let your daughter, again, just express what's inside her because that helps counter, you know, any potential, let's say for numbness, maybe disconnection, or even apathy going, I don't even care. But letting her express will actually help her to thrive and stay alive more than go numb and blank. Okay. So you could just say like, what would you say to the shooter? Number five, if you could compassionately say anything to the families or friends of those who died, what would you say? So you're inviting her after she's gotten the anger out to connect with compassion inside of her. So what you're doing by asking her that question, dad, is teaching her that she can hold more than one reality simultaneously. Like she might have compassion and empathy over here. And then on the other hand, she may be really angry about this violent act. So if your daughter is younger, perhaps you could invite her to draw a picture as a gift of love from her heart to the survivors. She could write a letter. She could draw pictures. And remember too, that by doing that, it will be a gift that she either could put up in your house, kind of a gift to the whole family, but it also might be a gift that you could figure out a way to see if you could send it somehow to that, you know, community in Texas, or if it's a different kind of traumatic event, you know, if it's someone who's died, your daughter could draw a picture. You could even frame it and give it as a gift to some people that you know that are hurting. There's nothing better than seeing how a little child can lead us, right? And so as your daughter lets her heart have have expression on a piece of paper through art or painting, you could give that as a gift. I have no doubt that that would touch the heart of those who are hurting. Number six, here's the next question you could ask her. If you could ask or tell God anything about this situation, what would it be? So right, might be a higher power, might be another name that you use for God, but invite her to be honest about what she would ask or say to God. She might be blaming him for this tragedy. Why didn't he stop the shooter? You know, she might struggle to understand how a loving God could allow bad things to happen to good people. So just let her know you don't have the answers, but you're in it with her. If it's true for you, maybe you could tell her that you have faith because you've lived enough life to believe that God will walk through this valley of the shadow of death, that's Psalm 23, with those that are hurting. Maybe you could even pray together, you and her, for those who have lost their loved ones. Pray for supernatural comfort to come to their grieving hearts. Do that with her. Again, maybe for younger girls, maybe that's, that's a lot to pray that kind of a heavy prayer, but maybe your little daughter could pray for them. Or draw a picture of her prayer or her wish for those that are hurting. Okay? So that's what would you say or ask God? And then the last question I would encourage you to ask your daughter is, what do you need from me right now to feel comforted, supported, and loved? So your daughter might need extra hugs or she might need extra space. She might enjoy being closer to you. She might enjoy being further from you. If she's more of an introvert, needs to process that way. She might want to share a meal with you. Maybe she just needs to get away from everything and, you know, go somewhere neutral and talk it out or have coffee with you. Maybe she wants physical activity and needs to work out the anger and intensity. Maybe you could say, let's go on a hike. Let's go to the gym. Let's go for a run. Let's go for a walk. 
but invite yourself, if you will, to join her in whatever way she needs to feel your comfort, feel your support, and feel your love. So dad, let me review the seven questions now without all of my additions in between. Here they are. One, what has been the scariest part of hearing about the mass shooting of 19 kids and two teachers? Two, what makes you sad as you think about the lives that were lost? Three, what about this horrific tragedy makes you angry? Four, if you could say anything to the shooter right now, what would you say? Five, if you could compassionately say anything to the families and friends of those who died, what would you say? Or for younger daughters, what would you draw? Number six, if you could ask or tell God anything about this situation, what would it be? And number seven, what do you need from me right now to feel comforted, supported, and loved? So On Your Mark today has been seven questions dads should ask their daughters to help them process trauma. Get set. I've given you seven questions with action steps under every one. Maybe you'll pick out one. Maybe you'll pick out two for your go step this week. I trust that this has been a practical conversation where you now have more resources, more tools in your fathering toolbox to help you connect with your daughter through whatever kind of trauma she's going through. Because at the end of the day, she'll remember that you were in it with her. Well, this wraps up another week's program. I know it's been a heavy one. And the truth is, it's been such an honor to have you joining me here today. Thank you for your time and attention. And remember that you can subscribe to the Dad Whisper podcast on any platform. Tell your friends about it. I invite you to give feedback, give input, and share this with your friends. Well, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off again and encouraging you, Dad, to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go, Dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. We trust you've been encouraged by today's program, where you've been equipped with practical action steps to strengthen your relationships. Dr. Michelle loves hearing from you, so why not write her at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. As always, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Give a listen, subscribe, and leave us a review. For free resources or to invite Dr. Michelle to speak at your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com for more information. That's drmichellewatson.com. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to you joining us again on the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.